Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. Smackdown, Smackdown, no one should terrify the neighborhood. The bulldog just won't understand. Now he's been in the Wigan mine. <laughs> We have a new theme tune. Not on the way here. No way. That's Ace. Maybe there'll be more verses later on. Who knows? But the point is. The posse reigns supreme. <laughs> And no one can deny. Uh, uh, uh. Big Show's put on weight. No one can deny. He's a fat bastard. <laughs> It oh, is. What a joy. February the 8th, 2001. Limp Biscuit, Roland, Air Raid Vehicle is still number one. Yes. Dido, No Angel, still number one on the album charts. Dido, isn't it? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> what Women Want, still number one UK box office. That's Dido, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and Clive Barker's Undying is the big game this week. Uh, Jeff Lundgren reviewed the PC version and said the production is top-notch and there are some good first-person frills, but about halfway through, it nearly runs out of steam. It did not sell well. There was not an Undying 2. <laughs> and somebody went, steam, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, 8th of February, a 982 interview given by serial killer Dr. Shipman, IDV's World in Action, Speak, where he speaks about the benefits of caring for patients in the community rather than hospitalizing them is rebroadcast as part of the Tonight program. Wow. The footage is shown to police as they continue their investigation to determine if he did it. <laughs> Not to give a spoiler from 2001, but yeah, he did. He absolutely did. He That's was, right. uh, uh, to, to put it lightly, a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> And on that happy note, <laughs> let's Not talk about the WF killing in the ratings. <laughs> Not even any news at 10 News this week. No. No, oh, what? People have been waiting weeks for news on Trevor McDonald's latest developments. Yeah. Look at your watch. Whatever time it is now, that's when the news at 10 was on. <laughs> it might be now. It might not be. But what was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling and not Harold Shipman? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, that's right. We do. We're going to talk about it today on the Colorholic Classic Smackdown Review live and in living color. Oh. Matthew and Tom back together again. It's, you know what? I, I, I ne not that I ever. Not that I ever took for granted the fact that we did this show live. But it's more than ever, I never take it granted now. Like, we had, we had a brief dalliance doing stuff back up, and it was fine. It was fine. It was funny. We did a lot of laughs. This is where it's at. Being here with you over there, 
Restrictions in the UK are lifted, so we're all back in the office together. Do you know what? I've loved being back in the office this week. Yeah. Oh, my Dude, God. we did a podcast. Uh, well, whatever. Whenever we did the well, podcast. Well, now you've, by now you've seen by the podcast. By now the podcast has been out. There we go. There you go. And it was so cool being with the lads compared to how it had been with the podcast. Because we, we know each other so well and everything. But you forget because then you're like, oh, now let's pretend to know each other on Zoom. And it's like, mm. is he finished? I can't tell. And I was just like, oh, I can tell now. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? It's 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 a whole different balance. I hope you're doing all right, by the way. Now that sort of at least in the UK, the world is a little bit more back to normal. There's a special yeah. treat, as promised. Uh, if you're watching on the Patreon, thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon, Patreon, where we put the video of this podcast on. You'll notice some items on the table. Um, these this is a wonderful little selection of things that we need to say a very special thank you to, and I want to just make sure that uh, I. Chris Jericho I, I from a him, certain island. I mean, obviously, Chris Jericho from from Fuck Island, absolutely. But Josh D. Sanders uh, is is the guy who very kindly not only sent me some copies of his wonderful series of books, but sent us some Chef Boyardee uh, overstuffed beef. Oh, it shouldn't. Oh God, it sounds wet. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why does that that's an awful sound. <laughs> I think it's funnier because we have one of the brand new cultaholic blart socks nearby. Oh. Plus that sound. It's for later. Oh jeez, uh, cultaholicshop.com for those overstuffed socks. More on that in a very yeah. Anyway, let's not get the two things mixed M- up. More just, on yeah. those in a bit. You get a sucker. Bit weird. Uh, we've got Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli. And if it's your first time listening to the podcast, Chef Boyardee was all our. WFTV oh, it's all the rage. During this time, even when the PTC said, hey, you shouldn't sponsor this show anymore. It's full of uh, sexualized violence and stuff, and kids watch it. And they were like, <laughs> is it? They took it off for about a week and then just went back to being on on a regular basis. But they're, they had lots of wrestlers appear in the videos and adverts. They're not a fan of, of stuff that might send kids a little crazy. Chef Boy RD, who load their food with E numbers. <laughs> No, now, Math, you've gone straight in. I was going to do oh, a little... sorry. No, 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 you're, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Rock on. I was going to uh, take a look at some of the ingredients. I'm Chef Boyardee before we give it a little taste mm. test. Tomatoes, tomato puree and water, enriched wheat flour, mm. malted barley flour, uh, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine mononitrate, uh, mm. riboflavin, beef, cracker meal, enriched wheat flour, bleached wheat flour, Oh, geez. You know when something's a bracket and then there's a bracket within a bracket? Yeah. That's, that's not, uh, may contain guar gum, less than 2% of high fructose corn syrup. It's just like vague memories of food in this, among other things. Flavoring enzyme, modified cheese, cream, water, salt, sodium, xanthan gum, and cartonell, uh, which, which helps with the color. Um, it's, it's, as, it's as Italian as Domino's pizza. Um, Matthew is doing the taste test as we speak. Mm. Matthew, what are your... What was, uh, the, what was the name of the guy who sent this in? Uh, it was Josh Sanders. Josh, we had a middle name, didn't he, Josh D? Jo- Josh D. Sanders. Ah, the D must stand for uh, Josh Don't Eat Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna no, get I, I kid, I kid. It is perfectly acceptable overstuffed ravioli. Yeah, we get the ones in the uh, this side of the world where you can boil them all mm. in a big plastic bag. Not in the bag, obviously, but... You take them out and put them in, and you yeah, boil them. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're, they're quite, nice. I, I, I wouldn't put this the 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 tomato stuff that's around it. This is crap. 
But the um, the over, the already itself is nice. Yeah, I mean, like the stuff that you're talking Sorry. about, the tortelloni, I think it's tortelloni. And I feel like because mm. it comes in a, in a more desirable packet than a tin, I'm more inclined to eat it. Um, really strong tomato um, smell. Like, almost like a tomato trying to cover up a crime. Like, like... <laughs> shipment. <laughs> it's how strong the tomato smell is from this. Um, they are... Almost too perfectly formed pieces of ravioli with the with the meat with, with the with the beef pouring out of it. I'm gonna give my first mouthful now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very very grainy, you know. Yeah. Do you notice that it's like a bit of a, a grainy after aftertaste? It went. Well, cold. I'll be I'll be the bleach according to the ingredients. It went cold dead quick because the microwave instructions did, to heat it? it on high for a minute and a half. I stuck it in for t- I stuck it in for two. Just to be sure, because um, it's flown from America. <laughs> and boy, are my arms turned. <laughs> Handle carefully; it's hot. It really wasn't hot. Um, you can do it on the stove as well as in the microwave. But I just went for oh, the microwave nice. option. Ow. Yep. Mm. 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 And that's the bit you give to your dog. <laughs> just a puree near ravioli. Dog. It's. Do you know what? It's, your dog it's, looks it's... in and looks up and goes, "Really." I'm quite... Do you know what? It's more the buzz of the fact that here we are doing the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown mm. review, eating Chef Boyardee ravioli. Like, I think when we start... When we set out on this dream, when we went on search for our new horizon, Matthew, back in 2019, I don't think we'd ever thought we'd reach yeah. this particular lofty height... Look at us. ...of being in... Because think, think about this as well. We were one of the first people to podcast in this very room that we're in now. Do you yeah. remember when we were short of space and we came in here and we just used this room... But there was nothing in here, and it was echoey because there was no soundproofing. And we just sat at it. So we put up a, ta- a room. It was yeah. just a room with a table and two chairs. Yeah. And here we are. It's all kitted out, and we're eating Chef Boyardee ravioli in this very yeah. room. Um, got our Chef Boyardee. We got our cum socks. It's great. <laughs> what more we does should, a boy want? We should talk about the Blart socks before we get into. We should. Well, <laughs> if you're like us and you like um, Blarting. Blarting. <laughs> Well, that team, well, that become our term for it. But anyway, I guess yeah. standardised language. Blarton. You look around and goes, "Damn it, I haven't got any John Cena towels. What else could I use to show people that I have a, a certain sock?" Because what if a wacky sitcom ensues? Like I don't know, maybe one of the wrestlers and I'll talk about who wears a mask. And they're like, "Oh no, I'll just use this sock. Oh, I'll just leave it in my room. Nothing's gonna happen." And then you know, Mrs. Kane comes in. It's like, "I better clean the things. I better clean up your oh, blood. This one's inside out. Let me go." <laughs> My son's blood. Let me, let me, let me fold this sock up. Ah! <laughs> it's like a kabashi chop. Let me fold this sock up. I'm doing a, doing a radio play now. But, uh, oh, no. Now these are clearly labelled blood socks, so no one, <laughs> no Kane, Mrs. Kane, stupid Kane, or even French Kane, is gonna look at these and think, "Wow, these are not covered in and likely filled with blood." <laughs> There you go. No more embarrassing situations. No more tears like shampoo for lads. Here we go. Blood socks. Officially from cultaholicshop.com. Alex's dad um, introduced me to, introduced me to the term um, in a in business sense. Where's the pain? Right. It's the idea of finding something in a bit that the, 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 the people get frustrated by and they want a, a cure, you know, a, a remedy for it. For example, my hands keep getting burnt when I'm taking things out of the oven. Where's the pain? There's the pain. Oven gloves. That whole thing. You see what I mean? Um, Finding the root of a problem, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, okay. Where's the pain? Um, 
I love a Tommy tank, but I keep ruining my socks. Now socks that are custom designed <laughs> for for having yeah. a having a little bit of time on your own. So of all the SmackDown wrestling games, I've got to say that SmackDown wears the pain. <laughs> The free Brock Lesnar jizz sock is a, a highlight. <laughs> oh, Christ. You imagine a Brock Lesnar jizz sock. But anyway. Like his tattoo. Now available at cultaholicshop.com along with uh, a a miniature Ross toy, a miniature Andrew toy. Um, Andrew put together some beautiful pixel art. I did. Which is already sold out, which I'm delighted mm. by. It's beautiful. I'm good. So if he'd see it, he posted, I've sold out. I was like, well, if I'd seen him, I would have bought one, but Larry. I suggest he sells it as an NFT. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> shut up. When are our NFTs coming out now shut or not? Up, shut I wanna up, make, shut up. I want to make a million like those red ape people. <laughs> like those red ape fucking idiots. <laughs> Did you watch the ad? We're trying to be serious about G-Soft <laughs> discussion. You bring up NFTs. Kane NFTs. You're ruining the show, Tom. All the comments I see. Kane NFTs. You want it. Thank you, Josh, for oh, the yeah, Chef Josh, Boyardee. Sincerely, thank you for <laughs> exporting them. Cheers. Uh, Happy days. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yo, throw me my Chef Boyardee. I stand by the fact that when we do live shows, I will do a Steve Austin toast with Chef Boyardee ravioli. Oh, no. But it'll be cold. <laughs> cold and all that rotten tomato jizz. Is I'll, wipe, I'll wipe myself up with You'll a You'll have to wipe sock. yourself up with a blart. I see. Well a done. cultaholic blart There's sock. the pain. Tom, right about now, after we've finished eating whatever people have sent us through the post, we like to get ourselves <laughs> all contextualised. And what was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling? What have you got for us now, pal? Boyardee is very grainy. You know, what? it's just a weak taste of tomato. It's a very, uh, I, I think it's, I think I think because it's obviously meat. Like there's a vague memory of meat in some of these. Yeah. Like it, you know, it had a, it had a love letter once from beef. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's it's way it's obviously topped up with gravy and water, uh, flour yeah. and wheat and water, and it's got a bit. Of... The, the ravioli may contain gour gum. That's bad. <laughs> but it comes with a WF advert with Mick Foley. That's, That's good. good. <laughs> Today, but, Chef Boyardee maintains his quality by using ingredients such as vine-ripened California tomatoes and wholesome pasta. That's very... Wholesome that, pasta. That's vague. That's romanticizing. Always gives its mum three rings when it comes in. <laughs> Do you know what was being romanticized this week? Oh, the here he is, a segue. What was being romanticized? Uh, a certain venture from Vince McMahon, who this week in the wrestling, oh, this bloody we week in the wrestling. Yeah, here we go. This, he, is, this, is the, this is the week, isn't it? He uttered one of his most famous bellows outside of a wrestling he ring. He did. This is the XFL! And as it was this week <coughs> that Vince McMahon uh, officially launched the rival to the NFL, the XFL, the first game between the New York, New Jersey hitmen and the Las Vegas Outlaws took place this week at Sam Boyd Stadium in Whitney, Nevada. The second game of the weekend was on UPN. It was San Francisco versus Los Angeles. Uh, The A game, which was Hitmen and Outlaws, wasn't that exciting a game, but the different camera angles, miking up the players, uh, some of the uh, extra accoutrement around it, like players having nicknames, and some of the, the smack talk from there made it seem... According to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, more like a movie about football than a football game on television. It was new, but it was still a bad game. Uh, during the X first XFL game, Rock, Austin, and Undertaker did interviews. They were cut in. I've seen clips of the the Rock one on the big screen. And bear in mind, this is a whole different audience. Who I know the Rock kind of trans like is one of those stars that sort of crosses over. 
But you can't help but feel like the first thing that football fans saw was The Rock. It must have been like, okay, let's just we're here for football, not yeah. for wrestling. So, and then obviously Steve Austin, who's just effortlessly cool everywhere. Old Crime Inc., head of Crime Inc., Undertaker, saying, you know, oh, all the bad guys will rest in peace. We'll make XFL famous and all that. And then Vince McMahon's infamous babyface speech uh, about the XFL to start things off. Now, the camera's on the field. Players getting mic'd up, uh, which means you can not only hear like the players grunting and growling and shouting at one another, but you hear the coaches uh, dishing out advice and stuff like that. Really gave it a very unique feel, a more interesting, more novel feel to football. Uh, by the end of the game, that novelty was wearing off because uh, you'd seen enough winded players, according to Dave Meltzer, having nothing to say and annoyed coaches wanting the camera out of their faces. <laughs> so like they're all because they're all sort of trained to play NFL football. And all of a sudden, you're doing it with cameras everywhere. I can imagine it's uh, it's a bit of a culture shock. Um, they got players doing like promos and stuff, and it just didn't scan because it's a it's you know they, they all came across as quite '80s style pre rest like wrestling old school vignettes and stuff like that, and it didn't really work for what they were trying to achieve. Um, fans had a good time. According to Dave, like they were lively, even when the games were bad. Both of them were pretty bad. Um, the atmosphere was that everyone was there having a good time. And you know what? If you can translate that on television, then you you won the battle, really. Um, however, fans came across as total morons, says Dave Meltzer. <laughs> this was as bad as those segments WCW used to do, trying to get fans to say DDP was going to beat Goldberg. So I know what he means. Wait, I don't... I don't... I don't know what segment he's referring I to. I think because they do bits where they would cut into the crowd as they were coming in. And they were yeah, asking, yeah, like, what like, are you looking forward to about that? Oh, with that one, I think that, didn't they? Who's going to win? Everyone's Goldberg, 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 I think they got some people to say DDP just to give it some balance. Like, like, like Can, giving them a fiver on camera. You say DDP. DDP. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. But though. yeah, I, I, you'll, we'll see some clips of the fans in the in yeah. the show tonight. And But what are they going to be like? They'll be like, yeah, it's a fan, baby. Like, I mean, that's all what, you, what are you supposed to look like? But then there was some that were going, oh, we're here for the cheerleaders. And like, oh, it's going to be extreme. Like they had nothing. Because oh. they, were, they were just a little bit dull. Oh, then, hey, do you think it's going to be extreme? Like they're going to feed the buzzwords, Exactly. Right? If all they did was just have shots of the crowds going, woo, and XFL, it would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been fine. Uh, okay, ratings. Okay, for, here's the thing. Here here's is the, the one. Thing. So you know, do you know how this goes down? Very well. Right, nine point four nine, a seventeen share of the audience for the night one from the beginning of night one. Phenomenal, phenomenal. The highest rated show on television for the night. Um, however, as minutes ticked away, it just dipped and dipped and dipped. And because people were like, because there was a morbid curiosity yeah. about seeing the XFL. No one, no one brings up the fact that it dipped. Even the documentary about it went, no, 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 look at that number. Mm. It was like, look at that number. And we're like, oh. By the end of the here. night, it, by the end of the night, 37% of the audience had gone. Yeah. So Still it was, a high number. Actually, maybe yeah. it isn't back then. Now. I mean, but I'm not, but yeah. by, by, the, by, you know, today's standards, yeah. Like, but again, that's what 37% comes out. 37% of a 9.7. Thank you. On his podcast, he's always like, yeah, but that, yeah. about today's, like, it's, it's completely different part. Combination of being um, football fans who were interested by the XFL, realizing it was a boring game and tuning out because they had no horse in the race. Wrestling fans who tuned in to see Rock, Austin, yeah. Undertaker, Vince, and then the game started and they went, oh, we'll just. Nathan Ells on. Crappy football. Beavers and Butthead on. It's Shasta McNasty on. Um, The second game of the weekend. So this is like, so the next day, 
UPN has San Francisco versus Los Angeles. Yep. 3.8. Yep. There we go. That, that's the, 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 the dip. A dramatic dip. The next yep. day just tanks. Like, because all the intrigue's gone. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they go, okay, now, now XFL's got to float on its own merit. Now it's been given, you know, you couldn't have attached more of a rocket to it. You did. But then it just... Bad times. At the um, blimp. Like very much like the Zabruga. Um, <laughs> the, the humanity. Zabruga. Is it the Zabruga? No, no. He filmed uh, the JFK assassination. Oh. He didn't commentate the. Uh, Who am I thinking? What am I thinking of then? The... You're thinking the Hindenburg coming down. I am, aren't I? I, I said the blimp. Zabruga. I didn't mean, you know, the front cover of Led Zeppelin one. I meant <laughs> the XFL blimp infamously went down a few months ago and they showed clips of it. <laughs> like, oh, I hope this isn't a bad omen. It was like, of course it was. Of course it was a terrible omen. Zabruga was also the name of your... <laughs> That's why my brain does this. Go on. It was the name of the AI that you faced on the game Chess, which came loaded onto Windows 95. Really? Yeah. What, was it Chess on Windows 95? It was 95? Chess on Windows I remember playing it. I remember playing against a guy called Zabruga. Was he filming it? <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> he was bored after JFK thing. Um, yeah, so we'll keep tabs on the XFL thing. Um, yeah. I want to give some, give a little bit of nod to this. Uh, OVW Christmas Chaos. Uh, it seems like... Oh, uh, okay. I think it was a while back, but they only just brought it up in the Ross Report recently for this like this month's Ross Report. Right. And he just makes a few like, little nods to people who were there. So Jim Ross had good things to say about the Chris Benoit versus Nick Dinsmore match that he saw yeah. in Christmas Chaos. He said that Mark Henry deserves another shot in the WWF after how much weight he's dropped. So, like, Hang on, we heard that about Big Show. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit... Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Ross says Leviathan has unlimited potential mm -hmm. but needs more time in OVW. He says uh, there's a tag team that caught his eye, and he says whilst uh, Shelton Benjamin certainly is a uh, is is an interesting prospect, um, I don't know if his tag partner Brock Lesnar is going to be can't miss. <laughs> Actually, I've I've buggered that Oof. up. Let me read. Let me read what Dave's written. What Dave's written about the Ross report. So he says. He called Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar close to, close to can't-miss prospects, noting that Lesnar, at 304 pounds, did a shooting star press. I'd agree on Benjamin. Lesnar certainly has the body and athletic ability, and he'll probably make it, but I don't know if I'd go so far as to call him can't-miss. That's Meltzer, sorry, saying that Brock Lesnar might be. Mm. Eh. Venice, Brock adapted to the main roster staggeringly quickly, considering the, the enormous push they gave him. Yeah, he you know, really did. He's gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with Rock. Like what? Less? How many months was it? Like six months into his run? Less, Maybe less. Probably less than that. He 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 debuted the debut night after, after WrestleMania. WrestleMania, and then it's SummerSlam. Yeah. So that's May, maybe. June, July, August. Five months. Yeah. And four months. And he looked like he belonged at that point with The Rock, which oh, is like, God, yeah. All right. So that, not not can't miss yet, but maybe a week later he looked like can't miss. Mm, give it a little time. Sylvester Turkai and Ron Waterman both oh. work on Interview and Charisma. And everything else. <laughs> God, they were rotten. It isn't it funny just when we keep seeing Turkai come up, but knowing that he gets a crack, but it's going to be another five years yet. We'll put you against, also with a guy who outclasses you in every single department. Ah, for some reason, you just didn't look as good as you did beforehand. You're like, I right, cheers. Don't understand. Uh, Russ McCullough has improved. That's Highlanders, right? Put it is it one of the Highlanders? No? Oh, I don't Ross, know. Was Ross McCullough? Ross McCullough. I, I don't know. I wrote oh. his name down here, and I was hoping you go, ah, it's him. I'm going to quickly. Russ McCullough. The fact that we're Googling Tom him. types his details. Suggests, uh, uh, that's him. 
Russ McCullough. Uh, what, he, his a, resting name was Ross McCullough? Yeah, apparently. He was he didn't read he did stuff in OVW. He looked like a beefy version of Kevin Nash. Like kind of like long like tall, blonde hair, strong looking. Yeah. To the point where he looks even, like a little uh, Barry Wyndham. <laughs> like you've drawn Kevin Nash from memory. Um, if he came to the WWF, Ross says, the fans would clamor for Kevin Nash to return. So unless <laughs> it's a prelude to bringing Nash in, uh, he can't be brought in without a makeover. Um, Jim Ross also praises Damager, BJ Payne, and Robbie D, expecting the Dups, the Haas brothers, Scott Vick, and Steve Bradley to make it onto the WWF in the next God, year. it's not all those jobbers who did not make the Dups. Scott Vick, Christ. God bless. I mean, this is... The, wow. Then thank God for WCW going the way that it did because they, they just... They just brought all their jobbers over instead. <laughs> a higher class of jobbers. Yeah. Talking of which, uh, AJ Styles and Air Paris are expected to sign three-year deals with WCW any day yeah. now. Oh, I wonder what happened to AJ Styles. Uh, Super Dragon and Rising Sun of Revolution Pro Wrestling also getting a tryout soon. Yeah. Recommended by Conan. Hey, you can see those matches on YouTube because there's a lot of the, the segments that they filmed of the air checks, the mm. Thunder and Nitro. Yeah, there they are. Super Dragon and Rising Sun and some other people who's Rev Pro people who can't remember the names of right now. Just going at it. Looking it's, every bit of an an indie <laughs> late two thousands, early sorry, uh, late nineties, early two thousands gimmicks. Proper indie Cindies. Yes. Nice. So it's just crazy to think that, yeah, we're this cl- this close. Did you get the Super Dragon and WCW? Uh, Bischoff's been hell. Bischoff's gone very quiet on the WCW front. Uh, I bet he has. Uh, he's not been at Nitro, so apparently the Nitros have been pretty bad over the last two weeks. Because like when Bischoff's there, everybody's sort of putting the effort in. It's a bit, and then when the manager's away, it's a bit of a bit of a busman's holiday for everybody. They just don't yeah. bother. Uh, one funny bit of WCW news from this week: uh, Bill Goldberg was a guest on a on a breakfast show in Tulsa. Did you hear about this? No. So. Um, a, a there's a there's a guy who called up this this station who would play pranks on guests. All right, he rang up and said that Goldberg had signed his son's head at a show, and as a result of this, his son had been suffering from hair loss. Goldberg <laughs> Goldberg fell for it. He went crazy on the air, thinking the guy was trying to set up a bogus lawsuit and threatened to knock his head off if he came near him. <laughs> Goldberg was not a happy camper on this show. Just oh, got no. stitched up like a kipper. God love Goldberg. He always took himself way too seriously. He really, really does. He still does now. God love him. Yeah, but he's Good. getting paid millions. So I was like, all right, fair enough, Paul. It but does, like, it, it does help. Yeah, yeah. I, my son <laughs> got Goldberg. Now, it's the implication there that his pen made his hair some fall off. Or it's because Goldberg is bald. <laughs> like, if he'd drawn on. You know, Rikishi on the guy's head. We now have a really hard head. That's <laughs> yeah. how it works. The, the powers like go into the head. Yeah, we're distracted <laughs> by the fact that this kid has an amazing ability. That's a great idea. Yeah. I didn't thought of it like that. I just thought he like used a fountain pen very heavily. Oh no, I'm gonna be. Oh no, I've got a race coming up. Linford Christie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you won. <laughs> oh, I'm having sex later. Linford Christie. <laughs> <laughs> I put the B in the bang. <laughs> Uh, Talking of millions, uh, it's been reported in Mexico, Antonio Pena interested in buying ECW. (laughs) Thoughts on this, Matthew? What? (laughs) Shut up. Uh, (laughs) 
Fuck. Nothing like complete rubbish, lucha nonsense. <laughs> Painter apparently said, I'll have it all off you for 200 grand. And Heyman went, nah, mate, five million or nothing. And Painter went, all right, see ya. Payne won five million for it. Oh, for 200 grand, I'm sure it's interesting. Mm. Five million. Uh, Meltzer says it never had a chance going through Payne. It doesn't realise the costs of doing wrestling in this country. Sure, he does a little bit, but he's just trying to lowball Paul Heyman. Uh, but don't yeah, worry. Yeah, no, thank you, Tom. The next ECW, the next ECW uh, is going to come courtesy of the Sandman, who is doing a training school in Philadelphia. And just stop right there, Tom. Just, just, just <laughs> give that time to breathe. Say it again. He's doing a training school in Philadelphia. Okay. This is how you walk to the ring and don't spill your drink. This is. <laughs> Lesson one. <laughs> Lesson two. <laughs> you have one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. He's also wanting to run wrestling shows in the bar that he owns, which could hold 500 people. <laughs> Get into the booking game. I don't know why I'm Stu Hart. <laughs> Stop wrestling and go serve someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, kick out at two. Make her get a tequila. You're right there. One second. Pause the match. I'll do both. I'll do both. Um, left this bit for the end because I, I was so excited uh, to hear that Dave had included this because I really want this year, I really want to do an episode of Wrestling Curiosities all about the British tribute wrestling scene. Ah. Oh. I am just I want to hear stories because around this time in the UK like there was a very limited wrestling scene and that's yep. not a dig it's not it just what it was was a lot of somewhat corny promoters uh were putting on shows with tribute acts to WWF stars and this was an act that was so prevalent it made the observer this week Dave heard about it. Dave writes, another one of those England shows using WWF characters takes place on the 28th of February oh, in Cardiff, no. Wales, with Justin Hansford as Kane. That's gotta be Justin. Uh, Russ Matthews as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh -huh. Andy Chambers as Crash Holly. Adam Clark as Bubba Ray Dudley. Right. Martin Ubana as Devon Dudley. Oh, okay. Neil Evans as X-Pac. And John Reed as Chris Jericho. If you're any of those people, let's talk. Let's talk tribute shows. Did you ever go to... You went to tribute shows, right? No. No! I wish. No, oh. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, I saw the UK Undertaker. Yeah, that counts. I'm not sure. Um, it wasn't on a show with just... you. Do uh, we have tributes, though? But maybe it does. Depends on the ask. But yeah, saw him and he teamed up uh, or with or against Dean Almark, take on somebody else and a guy... It was such a military knockoff. I've often said as a joke. I think his name was General Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but God, I wish it was. Armed Forces. I do love an Armed Forces wrestler. Yeah. I really do. Um, they were great. I've only been, I'd only remember being one, which was, I think I might have talked about it on this podcast yeah. before, which featured The Undertaker and uh, the LOD. 
which is one guy. So the legend of Doom. The legend yeah, of Doom. He's infamous. And I still think, and I said this a while ago, and I'll say it again, I think there is something in a wrestling company in the UK running an angle where they hype up the legends of British wrestling are returning. And it's a faction that features UK Undertaker, oh. UK Kane, UK Rock, UK Austin. Coming back to that take what so says. Good. Do it, you cowards! It'll be up there with um, Rory Brookside's amazing angle he did with FWA because he just came down, run down like to storm and fly. and just went, "What FWA? Not proper wrestling." You know what it stands for? Fuckers who wish they were American. <laughs> <laughs> was he that the... on, he like that big McManus making an appearance and everything? Where I remember <laughs> Power Sam said something like E seventy, but his hair's twenty. <laughs> Was this a, was this by the way the same show? Because I remember Robbie Brookside doing a run in on a show, an FWA show, um, and I think it was like Martin Stone, um, yeah. Danny Birch, uh, uh, Dave Mastiff, and a few others were kind of this British consortium who were connected yeah. with America, and uh, they were looking to run rough shot of the FWA, yeah. and they ended up beating down a bunch of guys at the end of this show. Robbie Brookside runs out to make the save, and they stop Martin Stone on the mic, stops him on the ramp. And just rips him to shreds. Really? Stop there. You are washed up. You're a has-been. Oh. You, you left your family to go and pursue a dream that you never, you never, and you're going to run in and come for us. Oh. And, and, and you watch and Robbie stands there and takes it and he's taking it. And he starts crying. Like you, like it's, you see his eyes oh, fill no. up. You, and, and he says, your best thing to do now, if you want a shred of whatever's left, you're going to walk away now and you're not going to do what you're going to do. And he does. Robbie walks to the back. I was like, that's wow. incredible! What a story! He beat him on the mic. Yeah, but it was, and it, oh, wow. and it wasn't done in like a like Robbie got like wasn't in an insult. It was just, it wasn't in a nasty way. It wasn't done in a bad I don't way. Know if it's a nasty way, but you abandoned your family. But it was, it was, it was done. I not, abandoned my child. It wasn't done to make Robbie boy. look bad. It was done to it was done as, to purpose of an angle to build to have Robbie come back oh. as a. But it was so good. I'm going to find the video of it, so I'm sure oh. it was so good. You know what? You've hyped this up so good. It's not, as soon as I see this, it's got, not going to be... It's probably not going to be as good, as good as I've made it. it. But the fact that you put that much effort into it, yeah, I want to see I, it. I love the but idea I like of the doing idea that. of Robbie Brookside coming back and goes, I'll show you British legends, and it's him yeah. going, if you smell a little... And I, I was like, oh, God, no. That's right. I want to do that kind of promo, though, that Robbie did. Not the one where he brings back the British legends, but the one the one where like somebody's running to the ring and I want to do the thing where I'm a heel manager and just go like, right, if you step in, you are shit. You are so shit. Do you really think I want it to, to make them cry and walk away again? Yeah. It's just, still just powerful. Call a dude out and go, nah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. It. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Maybe you were there at that show and you remember this and I, I, I may have oversold it, but I'm going to find it. Um, only a little bit before we get into it. Just some SmackDown notes. So MTV, I think I've had a word with WWF and said, look, mm. come on, we've got one of your shows. And it seems like it's all it does is build up your other shows. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. they've, they've knee-jerked. And this week's Heat, uh, which was recorded before SmackDown, mm. but will air after SmackDown. This explains something that comes up later this on the show. This explains something that comes up. It features Undertaker and Kane versus Kai and Ty. <laughs> 
an SA Rios versus WWF champion Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, the Undertaker and Kane match in particular, if you ever do seek it out, because apparently, I think it's been edited to look better, but they were off their game tonight, Kane and Taker. I don't know whether they'd had a big dinner beforehand because they were just fucking everything up. Taker screwed up a choke slam. Uh, on Kai and Tai. On Kai and Tai. <laughs> he fucked up a last ride on Kai and Tai. <laughs> it was a messy, messy match. Oh, apparently. hey, you know what those. You know, yeah, it's true. Funaki after that one beer he has a week. <laughs> Must be that bean I ate. Um, so, yeah, so that's Heat Force Smackdown. Let's go to uh, Matthew Gregg, uh, as we're now half an hour into the we show. We certainly are, but it's uh, a what a half an hour it was. Half an hour gentlemen. of power. Let's go into what happened on Smackdown. Yeah. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Don't do that again. It's all right. Go blatt your sock. Uh, <laughs> Witty wee, witty woo. We're in Charleston, SC. Knowing out in two weeks' time. So here's Vince. And he's got a tumbler, presumably stuffed with fan art of Dick Embersole after the <laughs> ratings this week. See, the joke is, he's got a tumbler with an E. The thing that tumbles with balls. I've done Tumblr, the fan art site that doesn't have porn on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm sure, a, I assume if you search for Dick Embersol, it tells you to go away. I would not search Dick on Tumblr. Well, nothing's going to come up now. <laughs> so it, it, literally, actually, pictures of Dick Embersol would come up now. Because <laughs> they've, they've taken all the all the prawn off of Yes, uh, and, all, and all the fans. Uh, Vince says, you know him. He's all about being fair. But on Raw, there was an incident involving Big Show and The Rock that was anything but fair. Wrestlers in the back could be heard yelling, yeah, the thing that was unfair was Big Show was on Raw. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably, I, I, they I, are furious backstage with Big Show. Yeah, I, I wrote this like two weeks ago, so if I laugh at some of these the first time, it's you know you know how it is. I love Matthew Notes, and I want to emphasize how much I love Matthew's notes because because what I think happens because what I think happens is Math will will watch the show and write the notes. Then I think Matthew will do like a bunch of crystal meth or something <laughs> and fall asleep for a week. And then it's like you're reading a book that someone yeah, sent you. Yeah, it's great. It's like, oh, they, they really get my kind of humor. Oh, it's a note from the future. Oh, it's me. But it's, but it's just like, I watch SmackDown. I was like, all right, let me get Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, Dark Elevation. SmackDown, Royal Rumble, everything else that's happening. So it's like, oh, Rumble. yeah, this is like nine months ago. As I'm concerned. So anyway, because it was unfair, show, uh, because it was unfair, show took on The Rock. Took out The Rock during the tag match. That's not fair. Maybe The Rock should be taking on Kurt Angle at No Way Out. Maybe The Big Show. Ah, oh, well, tonight in this very ring, we're getting Big Show versus Rock, aka rematch of No Way Out 2000. Yeah. And the winner gets Angle at No Way Out in two weeks' time. But also, in the tag match talking about on Raw, Triple H and Austin were both about to get into it. Triple H threw a shot, but Austin ducked. Vince is furious. If Triple H had collided with Austin, both of them would have been punished. Suspensions and title shots lost. Vince says, eh, maybe it was my fault for putting him in a title match in the first place, but never mind. Uh, both men are picking representatives to wrestle one another tonight, with the winner getting to pick the stipulations at No Way Out. Vince wants a volunteer uh, to pick out the balls from the tumbler. And here's Regal and Trish, his lovely crumpet. Regal says, boy, is he tired, because he's not been having much sleep lately. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Trish gets an orb out of the tumbler as Vince says, Oh, you look nice holding those. <laughs> Austin's rep 
which apparently is being picked by Regal. So I don't know why Vince says they'll be they'll be picking their own reps. Um, Austin's rep, according to Balls, will be the one Billy Gunn. <laughs> no, really. And then Triple H's rep will be Chris Jericho. Uh, the fake pop they put in for Billy was hilarious. <laughs> Regal kisses Trish in front of Vince, briefly giving Vince an angry face. But he goes back to smiling because he isn't going to sell for Regal. Uh, Triple H is watching and he cannot believe it, man. Jericho. <laughs> anyway, Tom, what do you think? Um, did we miss a meeting? <laughs> um, like Regal and Trish. Like, I, I guess... More on this later. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, we'll put... Because that was my first I thought, thought that, but then... Yeah, yeah. Um, Regal... Regal saying crumpet just made me laugh. I think because... I think when you're used to something very American, and then suddenly somebody goes, my lovely bit of crumpet. <laughs> just... Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think uh, two old men fighting over a younger woman, which is was basically what British comedy was in the 80s. Uh, R.I.P. Barry Cryer, I've written here. Oh... <laughs> Yeah, went this week, uh, and I wanted to find a reason to nod. And I just well thought, done, well done, getting that in. I thought he'd appreciate. I thought Barry Cryer would have appreciated some of the the, the balance between the two. Can he I certainly would have, and uh, you could tell uh, uh, there's something happening because Vincent Mann ran out there like a bat out of hell. Uh, R.I.P. Oh, meatloaf. This nicely week. done. Horribly done. If, if if you sing a meatloaf song, can I give you a Barry Cryer joke? At this point in time. All right. So we picked Billy Gunn and Chris Jericho. Well, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> And, okay, um, Billy Gunn in the main event. I know, that's not a joke. I'll tell you what a joke is, though. A woman goes to a pet shop to buy a parrot, and the owner of the pet shop says, now, mind out, this parrot had quite a quite an interesting life. He lived in a brothel, so the language might be a bit fruity. So he goes, okay, that's fine, thank you. So the woman takes um, the, pet, the parrot home, and the parrot goes, oh, new digs, like it, very nice, very nice. Her two daughters walk into the room, and the parrot goes, oh, new digs, new girls, very nice, very nice, new girls. Her husband walks into the room, the parrot goes, oh, hello, Keith. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's good because some of these jokes are here and I go, can I guess the point time before I get to it? I'm like, where's this? Oh, oh. like a second before you said it. I'm like, yeah, the, the, the other one is, uh, is, a, is the, the other one is, uh, is a couple getting dressed for a night out. Uh, one, one walks out and says, uh, uh, honey, do these trousers, honey, <laughs> she's trying on, trying on some clothes. And they say, um, Honey, does this make my bum look big? Honey, what? Oh, I've told this badly. <laughs> Couple getting dressed for a night out. Sorry, it's Smackdown. It's pre-taped. It's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut that bit out. Couple getting dressed for a night out. One walks out of the bathroom, putting on their outfit. Says, honey, does this make my bum look big? To which, to which they reply, to be fair, it is a small bathroom. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thanks, Barry. Uh, R.I.P. Barry. <laughs> he worked with everybody. I know. Like, like, like all the great comedians, like of ever. He wrote stuff for everybody, from like Spike Milligan to Richard mm. Pryor. Like, he wrote for the Goon Show. He wrote for Monty Python, the, te- the Python Wise. team, Morecambe and Wise, the two Ronnies. Yeah. Honestly, seek out Barry Cryer jokes if you're feeling sad. I mean, some of them don't age particularly well. Admittedly, they're a bit like. Um, they're a bit sexist, some of them. But the majority of stuff is still, still like the parrot joke, still works wonderfully. <laughs> so, R.I.P. Barry Cryer. Thanks yeah. for, and R.I.P. Meatloaf. What a week. Yeah. Yep. Sad. People dying everywhere. I know. It, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad when Meatloaf went. If you like people dying on a regular basis, just wait to the invasion. <laughs> oh. They don't shake hands properly with Undertaker. <laughs> oh, God. That joy to come. Uh, Stacker 2 presents 
Dean Malenko still feuding with the Hardys? Wait. Oh, oh, never mind. Eddie Guerrero shows up, the Frog's boss, Jeff Hardy. So, yay, we're getting to that bit of feud, <laughs> not the Dean Malenko. Dino. Dino Machino. Dino Machino. We, we, yeah, we don't get that sad, but we do get, uh, in the next match, a little blast of one of the best Radicals theme songs. We certainly do. The Hardys are here, and they're hyped by Saving Silverman, Chef Boyardee. Thank you. And Sega.net. No, really, it's still around. <laughs> honest. No, no, we know. We know. It is still around. Did you watch that video I sent you of the was it Sega channel? Did you send me a stir. video? I think I did. I, said, I was talking to somebody else about it recently. It was just the only know. thing the Sega channel did. I don't know if you had it. Was that, that I started an argument on the Howard Stern show that went on for about 40 minutes. <laughs> so what's this thing I've got? Oh, no, it's something to do with Sega. Right, so I'm plugging it, and then what, what, what is it? Well, it's free for like the first month. Then what? I'm not sure. Why have you signed me up for this thing? What, you don't is know it, how much what does it do? Yeah, what is well, it? It's free. Sega. <laughs> what? It, when is this coming? You're in your house next week. For how long? I don't know. You're an idiot. You're, oh, it's, just, it's so good. Like, it's like people know it because of that. They oh. cost like one time. Anyway, uh, tonight, outside of that, they're facing Benoit and Sutton. No, really. The radicals are still together. It's weird. I just completely etched out my mind that they were still a thing, and Benoit was still at this point in the card. They, now and well, again. He, yeah, he he climbed up, and he was sort of on, on a little descent a little bit here, uh, hanging out with Saturn again. They were kind of... They never truly... Am I just saying that? Did have a, there was a triple threat match at Fully Loaded 2000. No, which, no, they, they, they got back up, together And then they got then. back because they had to be the... Uh-oh, DX have gone. So I have to have somebody to take bumps for Triple H. Right. Make him look good for a bit, so... Was it a case of, like, they're a bit like the inner circle where they're a faction that don't quite break up. They just sort of get back yeah. together as and when needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It works. Um, Malenko makes a delayed entrance, and his Bond theme allows Benoit Satin to attack from behind. Were you getting that loaded up? No, oh, no, no. Because yeah, because it literally just sounds like, duh, duh. well, you know, we well, can't play for DMCA reasons. I don't think. Of course but, we can. Oh, can we? Yeah, hang on, hang on. I mean, I mean. Sometimes the knockoffs are so good. There's, there's two schools of thought. Either, wah, wah. either few. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Future Tom can edit it in so it's underneath us, or present Tom can just play it down the microphone and... Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. It's an advert. It's once, an advert. Once we get an advert Lock for sucks. God of now, War. Now, for mobile phones. Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, an advert for Mark Billy Billingham. Get audible. The hard way. Uh, adapt to Who are you kidding? You're not going to read Dune in one sitting. Just listen to it instead. <laughs> Lo-fi, cultaholic content. It's great. It's so good. And that's all we hear. And then, like, words appear on the screen, like, handsome, kinky, sensual, understanding, malenko. Looks 45. <laughs> Old. Four foot, four foot eight on a box. <laughs> Dean. Dean. Smaller malenko. than James Pond. <laughs> Dean. It's the best music. And, and uh, malenko bond. Yeah, like, that, that's how it works as a distraction. Yeah. Martin Jeff went, whoa, cool. What a great team. That's it. worked. Oh, shit. Are we on heat? Shit, is this metal? Yeah. Hey, my logo seems to On a main roster show? <laughs> With his reputation? I think, right, Malenka probably wasn't the right guy to do it, but they, the whole thing, they went for like the, the Bond style thing because they just wanted to come out with like different women every week and be a little bit cooler. I think if they doubled down and made Dean Malenko like tuxedo wearing, crime solving, James Bond guy backstage skits of him like sneaking around with a martini like just double down on it I'd have been there I'd have had it yeah. I'd have had it I really would but instead we just got like Lech yeah just just, just you know, like basically they, what's, what is let's just shrink down let's take all the Bond stuff away yeah uh, like what's left he's just a just a Lech creepy old man just yeah. A, just yeah a, if James Bond didn't wear a tux it wasn't gonna poker and then have a watch that could you know do the the crossword on the sun and the well, like three minutes or whatever the freaking hell. That sexual... was a horrible bunch of words there. I do apologize. But he is otherwise but... he's an old sexual deviant. He's just, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Fat Albert. Excuse me. Uh, do you have a bit of uh, Scottish in you? No. Do you want some? Get away from me, you creep. Look at my watch. <laughs> that's that's I can all tell you the time in China. <laughs> that's all Great. it was. Anyway. Saturn, Saturn drops snot rockets to start before getting out-wrestled. Benoit tags in and rabid Wolverines mat apart. <laughs> Dino locks... Oh, looks in, I should say, with his cool shirt. Cool shirt? What was he wearing? I can't remember. He had, like, a, just a grey shirt on, didn't he? Like a Dan Seven thing, or what? <laughs> just a grey shirt. Sweat marks. <laughs> These sweat marks could tell you... <laughs> no, not, not, not the Dow, t- how the Dow Dueling's doing. <laughs> not a T-shirt, just like a shirt, like a dress shirt. Just a shirt. Benoit right. <laughs> and Saturn get a sweet demolition decapitation tribute, and Matt appears to be Deed. XFL has name-dropped a bunch of times during this match as Benoit lands the air cander right onto Matt. Matt is able to recover and makes a comeback with a top-rope moonsault onto Saturn, but here's Benoit to block. Ah, but he sucks, so Jeff tags in. <laughs> Jeff lands head scissors and the uh, leg drops to the crotch area. Whisper in the wind takes off Benoit. A double flakjack for Saturn. Nom, nom, nom. Poetry in motion. Twist of fate to Benoit. A hardy swanton. And that's such a hot finishing streak. It can only mean one thing. That's right. Something happens. Terry distracts Lita. Dean grabs Lita. Matt tries to stop Dean. Jeff gets dunked by Saturn and then taps out the cross face. The good old Hardy's finish. Oh. They get 19 moves in succession. Cross like, wow, that was awesome. They're going to win. One, two, lose. Can't have the Hardys win a high-profile match like that. No. Uh, good match, though. Yeah, I'd say really so. Really good match. Considering that Perry Saturn's working injured, 
it's good. He's got lower back issues at the moment. Um, but he's cracking on because, again, like the roster's quite thin. Uh, Malenko should be back at full speed in about two weeks' time. Uh, so presumably Yay. they'll presumably he'll just tag out Saturn and then he and Benoit will do stuff while ah, Saturn's resting up. Um, and I've just put Malenko's Bond theme is always a joy. Yeah, it's the best, just great theme. It's pretty music. much, yeah, great theme music. Well done, well done, done. Well done, done. Well done, done. Backstage, Trish tells Not Regal. Done. Yeah, yeah. What we talking Brian about? Jimston. J- Johnston. Jim Johnston. Yeah. Jimston. Jim Jimston. That's his tag team name of himself. Well done. <laughs> Jimston. Well done, Jimston. Done, mate. Yeah, d- done. Anyway. Yeah, keep your finger off the switch, done. Backstage, Trish tells Regal to never kiss her again. Steph oh. shows up to be mad. She knows Regal is simply covering for Vince's relationship with Trish. Regal can't believe Steph would accuse him of being a charlotte. He <laughs> loves that buxom wench. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> Steph says, fine. You want Vince as an ally? That's okay. But you don't want Steph as an enemy. Ooh. <laughs> Just quality Regal from Regal. Oh, yeah. So that, so that if you wondered why you thought you'd missed a meeting, that I'm was I'm glad why. they did that segment. I'm like, what the... Because uh, even Cole was going, why are they together? So I'm like, yeah. why are they together? Regal coming up going, yes, I had sex. Oh, loads of it. We did even kissing last yeah. night. Look at the chemistry. She's like, get off us. <laughs> but Did look it... at my bloody watch. You could tell the time in bloody old England. <laughs> bloody old England time. Anyway. <laughs> Al Snow bothers Vince in the hallway. No, really. He wants to talk about Mick Foley. Vince doesn't want to talk to Al and doesn't want to talk about Mick Foley with him. Vince decides, you know what, sod this. Al, you're having a match now. You need to get dressed. And I was like, oh, I, gotta, I better go change. He is dressed. He's got the Dewey of Attitude red shirt of death. Oh, he really has. But Matthew, it's not a red shirt. I know, it's a Star Trek thing. I get what you're saying. It means if you see him wearing this, you're going to die if they go to a planet. (laughs) Triple H goes to see Billy Gunn, who was wearing an XFL shirt, a.k.a. the other, other kiss of death, (laughs) the hug of death. Uh, Triple H asks a favor from Billy, asking him to take a dive tonight against Jericho so Triple H can get the stips. Billy tells him the past is in the past, so no. Triple H is like, oh, is this about the whole turning on you and throwing you out a DX? And he's like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Fair enough. Can't blame a guy for trying. And then Triple H bashes a fire extinguisher over the one. <laughs> it's and a apparently running... unalives him. It's 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 uh, the the classic in true no mercy style, a flying fire extinguisher shot. Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah, where you can you run at, when you when you run with the fire extinguisher and you press and you just take off and you launch with like it. Jonathan Edwards just. Triple H launches it. That and the snot rockets featured in No Mercy in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, as Pity Guns on the floor, all I've typed is, look at all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Doing Billy dirty here. Al Snow is in the ring ready for his match. And I said, oh, how great would it be to represent Triple H instead of Billy? It's Al. (laughs) Sadly, it's not. It's Rikishi and Haku to no crowd reaction whatsoever. Al gets a really nice counter to an Irish whip by going through Kishi's legs and then hitting the DDT. But mm. he's Samoan and no sells it and DDTs Snow before using the ass to win. Tonga then lands the Tongan death grip on, sorry, Tongan death grip, I should say, on Al for good measure. Yep. Liked it. I, I li- like Al Snow is hit onto a winning formula because uh, Vince said basically every time that Michael Cole said, every time that Al tries to talk about Mick Foley, Vince keeps booking him in a match. Just keep talking about Foley. You get paid loads. Yeah, cha-ching. Good showing by Al Snow. 
Uh, I thought he'd just get a sh- complete shoe in. He got a bit of offense here, which I quite liked. Nice to see him on SmackDown. Al Snow on Desert Island Graps on Wednesday. Oh, I see. I wonder why it'd be nice about Al. Mm. Yeah, we Wednesday never, with Al Snow. We never said anything negative about him. We do a little bit, but that's did fine. See, did you see him on OVW this week? I did. I did. We're talking all about it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah. Coach asks Vince, what's happening with Billy Gunn? Vince doesn't like being disrespected, so Triple H himself can wrestle Jericho. And if Jericho wins, then he can get the steps. I hope Al Snow ah. would walk in and go, like all battered, going, oh, I could do another paycheck. Oh, Vince, can we talk about Mick Foley some more? I'll take a dive for you, <laughs> mate. Come on. And tonight, Edgy Christian finally get their tag title shot against the Duds. But first, Weeder Results presents Edgy Christian getting chaired by Undy, who is brave and handsome. Weeder <laughs> Results, totally not ground up lugs. <laughs> <laughs> Much up, I'm going with that. Saucy protein powder. It's just not as exciting, is it? I did wonder why the Weeder factory is set up next to the Lugs outlets. (laughs) And and suspiciously, the the pot, the the vat where they make the powder is next to the exit chute for Lugs. (laughs) And there's a little grinder next to the pipe. (laughs) So you say that, but... There's a joke in Bishop Portland that the, the, the best Chinese takeaway, aka the one that me and my family still use, is right next to a vet. Oh, no. And we're like, look, we don't care where it's coming from. It's too nice. Did you see there was a mansion uh, up, for, up for raffle as a raffle prize this week in Bish Vegas? What? Mm, I, I, we don't. Oh, that was me raffling Who's mansion? Who's my... That's me, that's, me knocking, is, that's me knocking over all the porcelain. So this is, what? Like, like, I don't get why people think that we do SmackDown a disservice. Like, here's me, go, <laughs> here's me going, sorry, I knocked me ravioli whilst getting my phone to talk about Bishop Auckland. Bishop Auckland man. Well, there's okay. only one mansion. Well, wait a minute. A, a, okay. A, a, millionaire a fella from Bishop Auckland is raffling off Tyndale Towers. Yep. A four-story mansion. Yep. Uh, worth 2.4 million. Raffle tickets are 25 quid. That's worth a punt, isn't it? Where can you buy it from? Uh, on, I'll send you the link. Please do. Yeah. It's worth a punt, isn't it? For 25 quid? Aye. Yeah. I, I I'll think... get if it's a con. <laughs> yeah. Would you believe it? Uh, yes, the guy who sent the raffle's brother has won the raffle. <laughs> Keith Tyndall has yes, won the Keith. raffle. Yeah, Tyndall Towers, very briefly. One day, people just go along the business in Bishop Bolton, and suddenly he's like, the bloody hell is that? <laughs> uh, a stone's throw away from the junkyard. It's <laughs> this <laughs> giant, big, very, very white... Mm. Big, big old building, you ain't. What is that? And so, yeah, some guy won, oh, is a millionaire. I'm not sure if he just won a lottery ticket and decided, you know what? I'm just going to build a mansion in Bish, <laughs> in the Tyndall area specifically. It's like, what? Seeing Miss Halton, the views of Iceland, Little, the roundabout, <laughs> and there's some, uh, there's some stuff being put in a junkyard. <laughs> Land was cheap, I would assume. Well, I hope so. <laughs> it's cheap enough if you... Oh, again, in whatever. Viva eight, Bish Vegas. Yeah, for 25 quid. Mate, how great is it if I win? And it's just like... Matthew first mentioned this after eating a uh, kind of... Beef ravioli. ravioli. It was his first proper meal in days. Mate, now he owns a mansion in Bish. If you win it, we should film a sitcom there. <laughs> we'll do the podcast live from Tyndall Towers. Oh, and you're all invited. <laughs> Disclaimer. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're not invited. Don't come near us. <laughs> Except when it's a ticketed affair, in which case you can. I've become like this really lower class Howard Hughes figure. <laughs> Matthew hasn't left the Tendall Towers in 25 years. <laughs> Your hair is 
like down. He just watches he, he just watches heroes of wrestling on repeat. <laughs> he eats ravioli straight out of a tin. <laughs> Matthew's gone weird. <laughs> the Dudleys clear the ring to start. As we get yeah. told, TLC one was voted match of the year two thousand. A very deserving winner. Yeah, big star. It's an amazing match. Amazing yeah. match. Uh, Dudleys take apart the Canadians as the crowd demand tables. ENC get the advantage by being sneaky, underhanded sons of guns, but then ENC attempt their old super duperplex finisher, but Devon pushes them away and lands a self-destructing doomsday device. Bubba gets the hot, that means because they had them stacked on top of each other, Edge had Christian on top, they tried to do superplex, push him away and just did a clothesline. Yeah. They doomsdayed themselves. <laughs> Some would say they doomsdayed themselves. <laughs> Bubba gets the hot tag as the crowd is going banana. Christian lands the unprettier as it looks like they have a shot at getting the titles back, but boom! Cool Kane and and Cool Undertaker. Boom. Interrupt and cost ENC their title shot. Sorry, a winning titles, I should say, and payback for Monday Night Raw. The Duds are pissed at this horrible match ending. So they attempt to attack, but of course, it's Cool Kane! And his dog, Undertaker. <laughs> so they get chokeslammed. <laughs> this was a fine match, red hot crowd until the crappy finish, but at least it's going to set up. Yeah, we're something. building to something for No Way Out between these guys. Yeah, and is it just going to be, well, all three of these teams are banged up, so it's pumped together, so it's less effort. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. There's a lot of injuries around the roster at the moment, so yeah. a, uh, a, a, a triangle tag with uh, gimmicky stipulations will keep everybody uh, from working too hard. Yeah. My, I had a memory of this match and I thought that it was ENC. I thought it was, the, I thought it was ENC versus Undertaker and Kane versus Haku and Rikishi. But I think I've Mandela. Haku that. and Rikishi appear at the very end of No Way Out. That's why then that makes sense. Yeah. Um, take a spat on Devon. That was a bit grim. Just gobbed on him before they started. Bra- I was sort of kicked off the brawl. And Bubba and Devon should be mad at him. Yeah. Like, you got involved in our match. Yeah. And then it's like, Bleh, I like do that, though. So he'd be like, all right, guys, thanks for helping us. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing keep here? part of our business, you, you tall, dead bastards. Yeah, okay, well, you, I like that, though. Even if they got de- <laughs> them getting decked, like, just plowed choke slams, like, mm-hmm, whatever. But- uh, would I get it now? Like penises. Thanks, <laughs> game. No, you can't do that. It's cool, Kane, remember? Still, oh, we're still cool, Kane, aren't we? Yeah, it's my, a one. My penis is massive. Yeah. And it, uh, Crime. Cool, cool Taker was called him then. Taker's like, yeah. I've seen it. It's big. Respect the troops. <laughs> do crime. Edgy Christian talked to Respect Vince. Respect the troops. Do crime. Edgy Christian talked to Vince, and he makes a bunch of matches to set up as the winners getting the tagged out shots at No Way Out. But I was checking Slack for new messages. <laughs> I so just, I didn't write the it. Matthew notes I'll strike again. That. Edgy Christian take on the duds for Kane and Undertaker at No Way Out. So I just saved you some episodes. <laughs> I've clearly really feeling I'm that. hungry. I'd like a bagel oh, now. Oh, God, I don't care. Just it's, gone for a walk. It's like if they win this match and more, then that's up this match. Got, like, it ends up with a triple threat. <laughs> I've just been for a walk. I'm back. I tell you, just that's <laughs> not very exciting. <laughs> something that is exciting, though. Or are we about to say something? No. Good. Raven and a shopping cart Hooray! with clips of the female ninja oh. showing up to take out Molly Holly. And by take out, I mean get beat up until Raven makes the save and then drive off with Raven. It's a weird mix, Raven and this ninja. Yeah. Is this the debut? I swear they've a bit made a little appearance before. Last week was the oh, Raw was, was the debut. Oh, Raw was that? Okay, okay. So this is, this, is her, this is the SmackDown debut of the ninja. I see. Um, 
Dave Meltzer's already figured out that it's Tory. Well, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, weird. Yeah. But then Tory weirdly, with, not Tory Wilson to other one. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, Tory who was in DX Tory. That's right. Uh, she suffered a torn labrum back in June, so she's been recovering yeah. since then. That's why she's she been spl- around. Was it a splash through a table, or through, she was getting splashed? She got power bomb through a table. Oh, power bomb. Okay, mm-hmm. fair um, but I think weirdly, we all knew it was Tory. I, re- I yeah. certainly remember watching it, thinking, hearing somewhere, maybe Power Slam put it in as well. Yeah, I think they did. Said like, "Oh, that's Tory." Maybe that's why I knew. It's, it's not really, it's not great by any means. This sets up Hardcore Holly with enormous pop as always, with Molly to take on Raven in a hardcore title match. Raven misses with the fire extinguisher and accidentally bonks himself with a chair to start off hot. Holly gets the kick to the lower section and it turns into bash, bash, bash with things like ironing boards. Crowd doesn't care, no. which is very atypical for a hardcore brawl. The female ninja shows up as Holly gets the worst falcon arrow I've ever seen on TV to beat Raven for the title. There's no replay of that move. Raven saves the ninja from an attack from Molly, so Hardcore continues to beat up Hardcore. What? That's not very well done. Hardcore continues to speed up Raven until Ninja breaks a 2 by 4 over Hardcore's head, allowing Raven to win the title again. I put pain by numbers. <laughs> that pun was better than that match. That Falcon Arrow. I would say it was the second worst Falcon Arrow Holly ever did. It was a worse one. Yes, because not for the reasons you think. Uh, it was over the edge 1999 when he did the Falcon Arrow perfectly. But the commentators told us what Holly called that particular version of the Falcon Arrow. And the moment the words came out of the mouth, they went, let's never call it that ever again. That made out in the SmackDown games. It did. Do you want to say it? They they called it the Holly course. (laughs) The cat. Um, Any thoughts on that? uh, Um... I thought the match was fine. Like, it was just a bit of hardcore bollocks. Uh, they're, they're keen to... I mean, Raven with a ninja, at least it's giving Raven something to do. I like Raven in the hardcore division. I don't know whether we had... I don't know whether people had higher hopes for Raven than the hardcore division. I don't know. I think Raven had higher hopes for himself because he's yeah. like, oh, I'm doing the hardcore stuff, am I? All right, great. I always thought there was some mileage in Raven doing something with The Undertaker. I always thought that. I always, I always thought, thought Raven working with anybody could have worked well because he had such a great mind. But people are like, no, we don't think of you like that. You're an ECW dude and you're probably a pain in the ass. Who the fuck invited Raven? Yeah. And there's some more drama with Raven. I'll come later on. Mm-hmm. It's this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They will. The cat is playing strip poker with the APA and Jackie. Big bad Brad loses the hand and takes off his shirt. Cat's like, it's okay. We've got a match now, but we can come back and get naked later. And that's a whole gimmick right now. Yeah, it is. Um, Bradshaw was very keen to lose in strip poker. <laughs> on about three, yeah. three on three attempts in this sixty-second bit, he motioned to take his pants off. <laughs> Don't get my pants off right here. <laughs> uh, right. This is all come about because um, the cat has firmly put a stance against RTC and formed the right to nudity, the RTN, <laughs> which I believe is a TV channel in Ireland. <laughs> That's RTE, isn't it? That'd be great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we've got the cat. We've got Jerry Lawler. We've got Gay Byrne. We've got all the, all the, all the greats. Uh, yeah, on Roche wants to set up our own stable, as you said, uh, causing right to censor to spell out and get beat up by Bradshaw because he's so big and bad. Stephen Richards tells uh, Kevin Kelly that he is disgusted that the cat kissed him on Raw. That was disgusting. We start life naked. We also start life innocent. 
Right to Sense was so evil, they even vowed to take out the XFL. <laughs> and I'll put here, just wait a few weeks, mate. It'll do it itself. <laughs> the, he wanted to protect the world from the evils of the WWF and, quote, the demon, their demon spawn that is the XFL. Yep. <laughs> Good lad. Uh, Pulling the, the corporate line. Yeah. And this sets up a tag match between... With a mixed tag match, I've obviously not been so impressed by this. Not really known who's in it, but from memory, it's, it is the Jackie and the APA versus RTC, obviously with Ivory. APA, Jackie, and Cat. Oh, Cat is rest. Oh, versus yeah, yeah. oh, there we go. Richards, yeah. Val, Goodfather, oh, Richards, oh, Buchanan. Richards, Buchanan, Goodfather, and Ivory. Okay, that's that's balanced. Though. Yeah. Uh, Lola starts off saying, "Hey, she just wants the rights to bear her arms." Her legs, her chest, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lola. So it's RTC versus everything. Barry Cry would have liked Jerry Lola. Oh, God. Farouk no-sells everything and then tags in Goodfather, who then no-sells everything. <laughs> They'd be it's awful window salesmen here because they just never sell a thing. Yeah. The Goodfather wellies Brad and he's in the BSK, so he sells up for five seconds out of respect. <laughs> Ivory Blind tags in to take on the cat. Jackie comes in instead with a ton of pre-planned pop. And even even RTC's interfering can't halt Jackie, and it all breaks down with everyone spilling in. Finally, the cat gets her shot to hit a DDT on Ivory and follows up with a rotten Bronco Buster. <sighs> Everything the cat does looks untrained, and she only did two moves. Ivory gets a dirty pin to win. Yeah. It's what it was. Yeah. It was what it was. We we continue the build towards the end game for Jerry Lawler. Yeah. We are in the end game now. <laughs> The XFL is on Sports Illustrated, and they're very happy about this. No one pays attention to the fact that the tagline there very clearly says, Cheap Thrills. Run <laughs> <laughs> Sports Illustrated. Like, yeah. No such thing as bad press. It's like OJ saying, hey, look, I'm on a bunch of newspapers right now. It's <laughs> good. good news. Yeah, the general consensus was the press was very negative towards the yeah, XFL. Yeah, of course it was. Because, uh, and there was... We the, a negative or positive. It was, just, it, was, it was just how over the top it was. A, a few people were kind of dispelling it because it sort of threw away the, the hard and fast rules of football. Others just went, they just, just saw through the the aggression and the titillation and just saw what it was just a cheap knockoff of the NFL. A lot of, a lot of scuttlebutt towards the XFL, um, romanticizing the whole idea that these are players who want to just play football. They're just here because they're proud to play football. They get paid if they play, they win more if they win. Disguising the fact that they're on fuck all money, these players. If they win, they get a bonus. But if they don't, they get like... Yeah. hardly anything my but they friend, romanticize my, the idea of they're doing it because they love yeah. football my, my friends who were in the nfl and they like they'd actually watched some xfl said yeah it was good it was fun cause it was different but yeah the football was rubbish mm. it was bad football I, I don't know the difference between good nfl and bad nfl but mm-hmm. clearly they did and clearly so did several billion americans mm-hmm. mm. and we get the dramatic recap of vince hyping the first night yeah here we go i put no coin tosses it's all rough tackles and concussions and whore cheerleaders and Lola and Ross commentating. It does make it look fun as hell, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and the end with the XFL call. Cole says, yeah, 54 million people saw the first show. Quote, and it can only get better from there. 
I've just put, ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Also, they announced Jim Ross and Ventura are commentating together for the first time since 1992, and they don't get along. Oh, storylines in your football. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? See, some of the stuff people go, yeah, I like that, but then there's the other stuff there they go, oh, the commentators have angles now. Mm. I don't like that. No. Yeah. Anyway, here's Triple H versus Jericho. So yeah, so, so yeah, because Triple H, because he beat up Billy Gunn, of course. is replacing himself. That's the final four, the one Billy Gunn. Yeah. Final four, the Rumble, just saying. <laughs> Jericho Dude. says it's appropriate that his match came from a lottery, as his wife, Triple H's wife is like one. Everyone's ended it. Sure, it costs a dollar, but with Steph, you always get lucky. Oh. I'll be mean when I get my Tyndall Towers. It's fast <laughs> to start. And Triple H nearly gets in the walls before using his Lucha WCW offense to knock Triple H off the apron. Steph distracts, but Triple H ends up knocking Jericho into her because he's dumb. <laughs> Jericho keeps on nailing light heavyweight offense until Eddie Guerrero shows up to distract, which allows Triple H to nail the pedigree to get the steps. Austin isn't happy and makes his way down the ring. But hey, if he hits Triple H, he loses his shot. <laughs> so he offers Triple H a beer. Triple H declines. Eddie wants a beer, but Austin declines, so Eddie shoves him. Austin stunners Eddie instead, and that was a bit forced, but oh well, it's Austin. Triple H then tries to leave, but Austin again offers him a beer. So Jericho locks in the walls so Austin can pour beer over Triple H and rant at him. <laughs> okay, that was better. That's fun. It's just a bunch of proxy wars on SmackDown, of course. Base, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing at the moment for the next week and a bit yeah. now. But I'm glad that um, Triple H brained Billy Gunn with a fire extinguisher because we got a far better match for uh, it. Yeah. Triple H and Jericho just really gave it socks. And it was good to not blot socks, but they gave oh. it they gave it socks, which yeah. is really really. Oh, Jericho nice. can point out like yeah, me and Triple H battled many a time. We had that match of the year. Maybe you said like one of the best matches of last year. Yeah, last man standing match. It, yeah, was, that, it was, was. That was clearly the top five matches last year. So uh, Vince backstage is on the phone talking XFL stuff. <laughs> Boy, those Memphis maniacs! Woo! <laughs> what about that? Where's my football? Yeah, it's here. You wanted it. You just play with it, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Vince says on Raw, Rikishi repping Austin will take on The Rock, repping The Rock. Okay. Winner gets the stip. Wait. No, no, no. So Rikishi. Yeah, I'm not typing this very Rikishi well. Rikishi is representing Steve Austin. Yeah. We'll take on. And then he'll face The Rock, who's representing Triple H. There we go. Not to uh, type very well. And, and I do that, apologize. That's where they're doing the stip. Yeah. Then so Winner gets a stip. Do... And I thought, wait, I thought that was the reason for the match we just saw. No, because Billy got knocked out. Uh, that idea oh. was thrown out. Oh, but, oh, okay. That but, wasn't very well explained, to be fair. Oh, well, that makes sense. I, I kind of put, I had to kind of draw the, connect the dots a little bit myself there. And I went, okay, because Billy was taken out because Triple H just replaced him, it just became a standard match. Because yeah. Triple H can't fight for his own steps. It's like brick, brick top and snatch. You can't replace fighters on the day of the <laughs> fight, can you? That's exactly it. That's a horrible <laughs> impression. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I will fire He's from Boston. <laughs> Angle backstage can't find a shirt and asks S.A. Rios if he saw it. S.A. says, no, 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 no. Angle asks, wait, can I smell alcohol in your breath? Did you sell my shirt and then go buy tequila with the money? <laughs> Angle asks S.A. to go buy a shirt for him. If he comes back in five minutes, he could keep the change and use it for tacos. S.A. declines and wants a match instead. Uh, and says it in English, I want you in the ring. And Angle goes, huh, now I know you've been drinking. <laughs> I love this stupid segment. Because it gave us Angle versus S.A. Rios on heat. Which I watched. 
It's a good match. Because it was heat. Yeah. Because it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it. It was a really, really fun match. Yep. Seek it out. God love Kurt Angle. Just like giving SA Rios a good run God on love heat. God. And God yeah. love MTV for going, can we have something? Please? Yeah. I, I I get that like your like, focus is the other shows, but we've paid a lot of money for yeah. this. Like, do something. I like just like spin all these plates going, all right. Yeah, they're just having all to. Right. God, these dudes, UPN want SmackDown Extreme every week because they're going against friends. And now Heat wants it because they're going against whether people watch on Sunday, probably the ITV News at 10. And they're doing it with like so many people injured and working injured. Yeah. This is like really, like they, they would they would be so happy with a roster the size they had in 2019 when yeah. we sacked 150 people. Like, because they go, oh, thank God, it's fine. You can all go rest. We've got another 90 people yeah. we, can, we can lean on. And we can tell that Vince isn't, he knows, he can't just go, Sorry, did you see the number we did for the XFL? Mm. You're giving us demands? <laughs> I'll be buying MTV soon. <laughs> McMahon TV. This is the MTV. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like that other MTV. <laughs> We're going to give you music. Where's my music videos? Yeah, fair point. Oh, wait, yeah, that could have worked. Fair point. Where's my Not music? Not no one, but, you know, last year. <laughs> Rock says a lot. Oh, he's backstage. Rock says a lot has changed him. Rock says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. I'll change him and show... Wow, these are just horribly typed up notes, right? <laughs> a lot has changed be between the last time him and show last fought, but one thing hasn't changed. You don't mess with The Rock. So show's got a shot tonight, but it ain't happening. No way. Uh, Rock isn't winning tonight to face Angle at the pay-per-view and beat him to go to WrestleMania. Nice, good, serious Rock promo that I typed up horribly. Liked it. No, no, it was, it was fine. I, I thought by this point that Rock and Angle had been... Etched in stone for No Way Out, but apparently it hasn't. I like that they do this on SmackDown. It's like, well, mm. something happened on Raw, so that wasn't exactly fair, so let's set this up. It's like, yeah. Yeah, fair nice enough. Nice and logical. No, 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 it's good. So yeah. it gives us a gig. There's a match that is a hoop rock sort of jump through to get there. Let's let's get yeah. in there. Kurt Angle is commentating, and he spends the time talking about S.A. Rios at his non title match on Sunday night. God, Heat. love it. S.A. Rios getting all that love on commentary. What do you think about The Rock or Big Show? Never mind that. S.A. Rios on Sunday. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> How am I going to deal with that? Angle just looking past the Rock and Big yeah. Show, focusing oh, on S.A. Rios. God. S.A. Rios. I, I know he's in the Hall of Fame, but can we put him in again? <laughs> Honestly, no one no one balanced comedy and kicking ass like Angle. We may see him tonight. And he's one of the all-time funniest bloggies. What? We may see him tonight in the Rumble. No, 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 no. Please, it's God, heavy no. Heavy rumour. Please, no. Heavy rumour. Why... I hate it when he was like in his very last run and he looked like in agony and he can't turn his he can't turn his neck. So someone goes, Hey Kurt, yes go, yes. There was an evil turn. He's and he's like nice, You've left. still got it. It's like, no, I haven't. he doesn't. You're being incredibly mean. I felt very sad of that match he had with AJ Styles on Raw. Or every match he had. He looked that rough. Build up. Still every match had to go like short and just If he uh, came out in the rumble tonight and eliminated Happy Corbin. And then just did a woo. All right, yeah, okay. That's cool. And then he does his usual, has to go over, you can't go over backwards over the top rope. Yeah, go over somebody can then just send him packing yeah. over the top. He, it makes a quick honky-tonk man or Godfather-style appearance. Fine. Just, 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 I just feel like over, I feel like it would, oh yeah, and I think he knows it, but I feel like it just, we've just got a little opportunity just to, just to, just to tip the cosmos just a touch and have him eliminate Happy Corbin in the Rumble. And then that's it. You know what, actually, uh, yeah, that'd be happy with That's it. fine. That's fine. We I'd can all move on. Happy Corbin. I think a lot of people could would forgive 
Corbin having his last beating him for his last match. Angle just it, wasn't him out of last, it wasn't Corbin's fault they did nothing with him after I, this. Oh yeah, it was absolutely absolutely but I think it was all down to you, Baron, in your own booking. <laughs> and your weird yeah. hair. But before then, right now, the big show takes on The Rock. With uh, Big Show wearing a very unflattering, just low shorts look and no top. It looks like he ate half of his gear. He's lost all that weight, though, Math. Yeah, this lost is, all that this weight. This is the best way to demonstrate this. Not even have the full gear, so you can have a girdle on underneath. It's just, it's just shorts. <laughs> Don't get it. Big Show says Ross says uh, in the Ross report the Big Show's dropped to 414. It's still big. <laughs> Uh, and blames some of his problems on his early years in his career, listening to the wrong people. Closing out with the ominous line of, quote, either he makes them changes, as he's currently trying to do, and succeeds in the Federation, or he fails and leaves the company permanently. He was, he was listening to the wrong people. The person at the end, uh, McDonald's asked, do you want to supersize your order? <laughs> the Rock knocks him down until Show gets a bear hug to slow it down. I'll put here... Do it in the Matt McMuscles voice. Way down. <laughs> Rock escapes but falls victim to the final cut, but Rock is near the ropes. Rock somehow, someway, dodges out of the way of a corner charge from the big show <laughs> and knocks show down with a clothesline. Kurt Angle yells, you talk too much at Michael Cole. Ooh, I'll make a note of that while I'm video editing. <laughs> big show blocks the rock button by shoving him out the ring. And Rock takes a mighty bump outside. The show gets the announce table, but Angle is disgusted by the lack of integrity. Calls him a seven-foot pile of crap. <laughs> so show sends him in the crowd. Not nice. Rock slaps show and his girdle through the announce table by punching him a bunch of times. He takes a nice flat back bump from just getting punched. Show recovers though and slams Rock into the ring. Rock punches him in the balls, and then DDTs him to set up the people's elbow. But the show kicks out. No one has kicked out the people's elbow. Says the commentators, I'm not sure about that, but still a great dun-dun moment. I was when, I, when I was watching this in the office, um, Aiden, our tribal editor-in-chief at Coltolic.com, walked past and even he went, Big Show kicked out of the people's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's a general shock to casual fans and, and, yeah. and uh, long-suffering fans are like, kicked out it too? What? Yeah. Why are you doing this? And Kanga went, somebody kicked out the dude's finisher. I'm going to use that in the big matches I have. Yes. Uh so Big Show sets up the showstopper, but Rock kicks the referees in midair. Angle tries to interfere and chair shots show a few times, but bungles it against the Rock. So Rock lands the Rock bottom onto the chair. On uh, uh, sorry, a Rock bottom onto he Rock bottoms Big onto Show the onto the chair, the chair that yeah, Angle brought into the ring. And in a nice touch, Big Show's so big that the Rock doesn't even need to hide the chair because Big Show's back fat engulfs it. So one, two, three. The Rock's going to no way out. Big Show sucks for 90% of the match, but the last 10% rule. Yeah, it really kicked off in the last bit for Big yeah. Show. Once We yeah, had that with Billy Gunn last week as well. It's like, plod, plod, snore, snore, plod. Wow, those last, last two minutes were great. So really, what we're... I mean, we're at this point where WWF don't really tend to do those short, sharp main events. Like, they do... Like they're, they're open to the idea now of having, like, Brock and Goldberg go two minutes or something in the main event. But back then it was like, no, the main event's got to go long if it can. Like, I think if Big Show and Rock just had like a four minute, like they just cut all that stuff out from early in the match and just did those last four minutes, that'd be fine. Yeah. That'd have been perfectly, perfectly fine. Big Show busted out a brand new move. Did Papa's he? got a brand new bag. Uh, apparently, I think it's a movie he might have done before, but he got named this week. Final Cut. Final Cut. I thought he'd done that before. I think he has, but this week, Michael oh, Cole it was Michael Cole very much says, so it was the the sort of DDT elbow drop that he does. It's a yeah. really, really non-big show move. Yeah. 
It's like it's like Pixar doing the Overdrive, like not that he ever did, <laughs> but it's like a That's real, funny. it's a really non-big show move. I think they're keen to find because they go through this over the. I think they do another one later in the year, so they go through a series of moves to try and give Big Show a new finisher. And I don't think he needed a new finisher. Well, the choke slam was fine, but I think they're worried about his back. Yeah. So the final cut was one that took pressure off his back. Do you know what it was? I probably saw Undertaker struggling to do a choke slam on Taka and went. Well, if he's struggling with that, <laughs> I need something new. Big, like a big show took something, people. Can you remember the other finisher that he uh, he tries to get over this year? Not the final cut. There's another one that he does. It's no one. It's fucking awful. Oh, is it the it, release power bomb. The alley up. <laughs> <laughs> they even call it the alley up. Alley up. Alley up. <laughs> it's the, yeah. So he holds it up for a power bomb and then just. Falls backwards. Yeah. It looked really good in the video games and rough as ass. In the in video game, life. they just used like an. It must have been a template from another game where it was like a quick rolling yeah. sunset, reverse sunset power bomb. Yeah. But Big Show doesn't do it that way. He holds them yeah. up for a power bomb for ages and then just kind of awkwardly topples backwards. Going. You know, what? that's oh, way oh. better for his back, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a guy up here. Um, anyway, sorry. The, name, then Big Show gives oh. Angle and Rock Showstoppers to take us home okay. after the match. So he knows sells that. Yeah. Because he's like, hang on, he should have stood up and the chair should have still been in his back. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Has anyone seen my chair? That would have been brilliant. I don't like... <laughs> That's probably why he goes, ah, stretches his spine out. Yeah. Can you remember any other Big Show finishes that he tried to get over? Other than the punch? There was, there was one other one, I think. Yeah, one other one. They have a submission at one point. Kind of. Not a bit. No, go on. Kind of. It was an ECW, and it was the sleeper throw. So he put them oh. in a sleeper, uh-huh. and then he just throw them. <laughs> Do you okay. remember that? Ollie. Ollie. Way. Like a sleeper. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, oh, no. Was it a Cobra Clutch into a throw? It was like a, a head, neck and head and neck based sl- submission, uh-huh. and he keep it on for a bit, and then he just lob him. Bye, right. bye. So they, and then obviously the OMD, oh, which is just WMD. the punch. Oh, WMD. <laughs> OMD One. Saying, OMD One. saying heaven is a half pipe, didn't they? <laughs> OPM. <laughs> oh, that's OPM for fuck's sake. What do OMD do? How bizarre. Uh, da, 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 da. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. And it da. was bizarre. So that was SmackDown. Yeah. What was something that you remembered from this week, Tom? <laughs> so from this particular Smack of Downeth, I remembered... What was it I remember? I remember Jericho and Triple H. I remember, the, that, I remember thinking even at the time as a young fan, like, I'm glad Billy got hurt. This is brilliant. Like, they had a really good match. So I'm going to say Trips versus... Um, uh, Jericho, how about you? Mm. you? I was going to say the same, the whole like Billy Gunn repping Triple H and him knocking him out five stringers, I remember. But I also remember really clearly years and years later the Kurt Angle Essa Rios bit. That mm. was the thing that stood me out. Because so I liked Essa Rios. It was like my boy stable back when I was a boy. So I was like, yay, Essa's going to beat Kurt Angle. <laughs> we all the thought title. like this is going to be heat. title uh, change on heat, bring the noise. Yeah. I forgot from this one, I will say, I forgot the Tom Bowler at the start. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot. I, I knew that we had a match with representatives. I forgot that basically Vince went classic British wrestling promoter and did a raffle at the beginning of the night. Um, so and, yeah. and we and I also forgot the whole 
Regal and Trish oh, faking it. a relationship yeah. thing, bit of crumpet, which is why when I watched it, I was my, I did write down, did I miss something here? Like, mm. why are we... Why have we jumped into this? And it was because I'd forgotten that was a thing they did. I'd say that. Now, in fact, you know what? How well they did this as well. Because it's the call going, there's Regal and Trish, but she's clearly not with it. They're not like double downing on it. Like they're coming mm. out and it's, it's just Vince's face has given it away, which I think, oh, good. I forgot when the show was actually treating you for had an, an ounce of common <laughs> sense. And you have to do it. And then Steph's like, we do, of course we're not bloody together, my lovely. <laughs> right, property, wombity. And all the rest that, that Regal's doing. And it's doing really well. Like It's like, no, so she's with Regal now, Steph. Honest, I, I don't even look at her anymore. What are you talking about? And Steph's like, I'm a falling for this crap. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good TV. It was good TV. Much better than um, the previous two. Are weeks. you saying that's what you forgot as well? That was, yeah. Cool, that's fine. That's cool. It certainly is. That's fine. Oh, it's Saturday today, as we know. It is. Royal Rumble tonight. It is. It's not in half thrown me that there's a pay per view no, right. on a Sunday, on a Saturday, not a Sunday. Saturday. Saturday night is all. Yeah, Alton yeah. John told us that. And Pachiti will be streaming it on YouTube if you're. No, no sorry, sorry. Live reactions. He's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've got the network, go on there. And just <laughs> now, just watch that instead. It's fine. No, if you're lonely or just want to have the experience of Pachiti reacting and going, I've got more money than him. Yeah. <laughs> um, to all the poor wrestlers. So, yeah, there's any NXT crews actually telling the truth. And, uh, yeah, you can do that. And YouTube.com slash Coltolic slash live. That's right. And what will be happening on Sunday, Tom? So on Sunday, we have what happened at Royal Rumble with Jack the Jobber. We have WTF moments with Ross. Ooh. All those moments. There'll be loads because it's the Rumble. <laughs> the entire week it's will be going to be loads. It's going to uh, be yeah. loads. Not an event. Uh, the Rumble. <laughs> yes, we'll be caught talking about. Um, we have Coltolic live at 1 p.m. GMT. It is myself and Andrew live on the YouTube channel uh, grading the Royal Rumble. You may have watched the one we did on Twitch for Survivor Series. We're going bigger, baby. We're going Hollywood. We're going on the YouTube. That's right. They're going Paul Hollywood. Going Paul Hollywood on the Sunday. And that'll be YouTube.com slash Goldholic slash live. You can watch that on there now as we break break down the Rumble on Sunday. Also on the podcast feed, uh, a brand new Desert Island Graps featuring... uh, What's everybody we want? Uh, no, 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 yes, Wednesday. Alstone's on Wednesday. On, to, uh, on tomorrow, uh, we have interviewer extraordinaire, host of the Sarah O'Connell show, Sarah O'Connell. And she is, she's interviewed some like massive stars from American TV and British sitcoms and stuff. She's a big wrestling fan as well. And she breaks down, and this is where it's important and pertinent to what we do. She breaks down in great detail her two visits to WWF New York. Oh. She's been to WWF New York. The moment she dropped that in half conversation, I went, right, stop. We've got to talk about this for the next half an hour. So she breaks it down in quite perverted detail. Beautiful. Very exciting. Can you to ask share her you. if she was at WWF New York, did she purchase some Chef Boyardee <laughs> to eat? Thank you again once more. Thank the you, Josh Sanders. Thank you very much indeed, Justin sir. D. Very, Sanders. We've kept another can for maybe a special occasion. A special occasion if we want to share out some yeah, more boy. We'll go out of business. It'll be the ceremonial, like, <laughs> so this is Christmas. <laughs> Why are we getting sucked out of Christmas? It's like a depressing That's an song. awful time. I heard myself today. <laughs> um. well, yeah, we got our very own Kevin Ash shoot interview oh. sorted out. We'll be <laughs> what, are you, questions. what have you got work you're working on? I'll be a new Bodge Mania. I'll be now uh, 24 hours by the time this comes out. And uh, show me more of Pete Gass's fantastic book on Twitch. Oh, I love that you're Sundays. reading the Pete Gass autobiography. People, people go nuts for it. It's, it's just Pete, like the idea of Pete Gass having a book, and he, it really is. He's got some stuff to talk about, but the rest of it is, well, people think, I thought China had a bum deal because she had a hard uh, upbringing in the wrestling business and this and this and that. I had one interaction with her. <laughs> 
Anyway, me and Shane. It's like, all right, great. <laughs> Twitch.tv. I once took a poo, right? And Hardcore <laughs> Holly was in the stall next time. crazy. I went, how you doing, Hardcore? And he went, don't talk to me. <laughs> Good guy. You know, it's just like that. Twitch.tv slash Matthew Box. If you oh, want the, you, the reading of uh, Pete Gass's autobiography from Matthew Gregg. And until we are next together for this load of bollocks, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Shake your ravioli. Makes me feel a bit sick. Makes me feel a bit sick. Oh. Ugh, give me that pack of that blood talk. <laughs> Love you, bye. Great, the same one. What happens if people hold these in eBay and it says used? <laughs> bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.